This is a HeadGum Podcast. Today's show is sponsored by Miracle Made. And oh my God, you guys, you know that I love a luxurious set of sheets. And I now have such a set of sheets because of a Miracle Made. They are bedding that has been inspired by NASA. They've got silver-infused fabrics that actually make temperature regulating a thing. Uh, So you're not, like, getting too hot or too cold or whatever. You know, the whole thing that happens with your body's temperature losing its mind. Miracle Made helps with that. One of the little things that my husband particularly loves about Miracle Made is that it like doesn't have as much bacteria as regular sheets because of it's infused with this silver that prevents up to 99.7% of bacterial growth. So it leaves the sheets cleaner for longer. And then the thing for my husband is that it doesn't give him acne, which is like an issue for some people. But More than all of that, it's just luxuriously comfortable and delightful, and it has that cooling feeling while also being cozy. Very hard to achieve those two things at the same time. I mean, miracle made. Come on, well done. So here's what I think you should do. I think you should go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation and buy some sheets today. And if you order today, you can save 40% off. Use the promo code fake the nation at the checkout and you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. So there's just a lot of savings here, folks. Order today, you'll get 40% off. Use the promo code fake the nation. Go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation. And Miracle's so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you're not 100% satisfied, which I don't see happening, um, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation and use the code fake the nation to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash fake the nation to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. Fake the Nation, episode 252. Where we talk about news, we talk about politics, and where we watch an entire political party begin to eat itself like a dog sniffing its own poop for the very first time. I'm your host, Nagin Farsad, and Ramadan comes to an end tonight. Uh, we're taping on Wednesday, which means Eid Mubarak. If you'll recall, my Ramadan goal was to be really gentle with my parents when they asked for tech help, and um, I was really put to the test this Ramadan because it corresponded with my mom getting a new cell phone. And folks, if you've ever experienced my mom getting a new cell phone, it is a, it's an entire family affair. Many, many people involved, and I'm treated like um, a Geek Squad member, a Genius Bar person, a Verizon representative. I feel, I fulfill many, many of those duties at, at, during this, during these challenging times. So, uh, thank you for your thoughts and prayers. Um, today, we're going to talk about how Republicans hate themselves, about how, uh, about the New York City mayoral race, but more specifically, celebrities in politics, and we'll pick through a cultural grab bag of other stories that may or may not include butt implants. Today, oh my God, I love this panel so much. You've heard her on this show so many times. I I have the distinct pleasure of being able to see her perform even in this pandemic time all around the city and all around the country. Uh, I've seen her just absolutely kill on stage People love her. They especially love her as the host of the NPR show, Ask Me Another. Folks, it's Ophira Eisenberg. Hey, Ophira. Hello, Nagin. 
Thank you. Um, Thank you. So, nice to see you. Uh, I know we saw each other once in real life at a club. In real life, in a green room. It felt like absolutely normal. <laughs> um, though we had our masks. Yeah, on, nobody folks, knew what to down. do. They were like masks. I know. Do we do we come, <laughs> yeah, do we weird. approach each other? Do we not approach each other? Yeah. I know. Is there a hug that's going to happen? I don't know. Um, I okay. So the second person on this panel, I have also had the absolute pleasure of seeing perform very recently because here's the weird thing comedians have gotten back to real life i think weirdly faster it's than true. other forms of entertainment or something um i uh he's just he's an icon of comedy you've seen him on 12 million things uh you've seen him uh, in his own special spicy honey on netflix or maybe his other special the crowd work tour on amazon prime uh it is the one the only todd berry hey todd Thank you. So good to see you in your face digitally. Um, and before we get into the show, I just want to remind people that I do, in fact, have a show on Tuesday, June 8th at Caveat in New York City. It is going to be an hour of me. Uh, it's, in fact, called Nagi and Farsad Presents an Evening of Comedy from Her Mouth Hole. Um, it is my first time since uh, February of 2020 doing a whole hour all by myself, sees. Um, and I would love for you to come. It's going to be a safe show. you got to... Uh, uh, just show proof of vaccination through the Excelsior Pass, through your CDC card or a negative test. Um, I just did the Excelsior Pass. It's the easiest thing I've ever done. I didn't realize it was so easy. You just download it and then put in the date of your vaccination, and then that's literally it. Uh, your name and date of vaccination, and uh, yeah, the app... Um, finds your thing you're in the system and then it's just easy it's like you, it's so easy so anyways um i would love it if you came out to the show i know some of you have already bought your tickets and i'm so uh grateful and we'll see if i still know how to do a full hour stand-up comedy by myself it's unclear <laughs> but i hope that i do i hope that i do let's get into it now with topic number one <laughs> So since the January 6th insurrection, Liz Cheney has been doing this weird thing where she accepts the results of the election um, and that uh, and accepts that Biden is our rightful president. And uh, for that, they almost kicked her out of her leadership position uh, in February. She's like the number three Republican, Uh, though she survived that attempt. Um, and then since then, she's been out here saying, look, guys, like, I'll deny health care to people. I'm all about that. And yes, I don't want any more coronavirus relief packages. Absolutely. But I think Trump incited violence. Um, but also, let's totally keep emitting greenhouse gases. Like, folks, she's a full on conservative. <laughs> but none of the ideological positions mattered because she didn't accept Trump. So today... Um, just as we record this, they voted her out of her leadership position. I mean, it doesn't mean she's out of Congress, just means she's out of that leadership position. So, uh, Ophira, what do you think of Liz Cheney being voted out of her leadership <laughs> well, position and basically, you know, her her besmirched status in the Republican Party? I mean, the way you set it up is perfectly, is perfect for what I have to say, because in some ways, depending if you're on the other side of this looking in, you're like... Well, let's just dis- let's we'll agree that this was not a entire loss forever. I mean, it's just sort of like so you ousted <laughs> someone that w- did not stand for a lot of great things only because at the uh, you know eleventh hour they were like the Constitution, <laughs> but the con- this is this is not constitutional. Uh, so you know it's uh, it just it says so much about where the Republican Party, how they want to fraction themselves, where they are going. They're just like, oh, well, that's the last draw right there. 
No one can say if you say that the election wasn't rigged, you're out. That's I mean, that's the straw. That's the straw. So, right. So, so basically, Ophira, the GOP has like created this line like this is the the line is not um, deficit spending or their position on uh, states. No, women are still garbage. Abortion. (laughs) Right. Like all of that stuff. It's literally just this one dude and the big lie. Did you kiss the ring? You're not going to kiss the ring. You're out. That's what, You're yeah, out. that's it. Um, and it, inter- you know, and it's interesting because I guess um, I I think one, one thing, I, I don't, I'm not like crazy to think that like Liz Cheney is like suddenly my butt it, or right. anything, but um, <laughs> like, but I do, you know, last night she said it to an empty chamber, uh, but for the camera, she said, remaining silent and ignoring the lie emboldens the liar, which is like very true, yeah. you know? Um, and I, and I think that, What I actually do appreciate about her while recognizing that she's not my bud is that she is just remaining. She's remaining ideologically consistent. Like I'm a Republican who believes X, Y and Z, who voted for Trump on conservative, you know, in a conservative direction every time. Um, But when it when it when it goes outside the bounds of the Constitution, I'm like, no, thank you. So, and that's I yeah. Think, so it, I think people can become enlightened at any point in their journey, Nagin. So and <laughs> and on some level, this is maybe, you know, maybe for her, this was this really is like this is the line. Everyone has a line and this is her line. Uh, or maybe upon reflection of all kinds of things, she was like, I have to I have to say something. You know, maybe uh, there were other pressures in her own personal life that contributed to her wanting to stand up and say something. Whatever it is, totally yeah, valid. Yeah, maybe her dad was like, her dad was like, look, you can go to unwanted wars, you know. <laughs> What I mean, you can start an unfounded war. That's fine, but come on, but let's be honest. election results. <laughs> right, Todd. What did What did you think of uh, this this week's Republican? Well, as a mess? comic, I admire that she could play to an empty room without bringing it up every thirty seconds. Because <laughs> a comic would just be like, "There's no one here, everyone." I just want to let you know, no one's here, but but I, uh, I actually once bombed on a UK stand-up show, and I severely bombed. And I made the choice that I was going to play to the camera and I just told the audience, I'm going to fake this and pretend that you're laughing. And that's <laughs> that, the way to go. That sounds like Zoom, by yeah. the way. That sounds like that's a standard that Zoom show. Right. But, uh, yeah, that does but, sound uh, like a Zoom show. Yeah, Liz, what, that's what politicians are doing with C-SPAN every day. That's but what I they're do. doing. I mean, um, I don't know a whole lot about Liz Cheney, but I just it's amazing. Like, I just wonder, always wonder what Trump would have to do to lose everyone like what well, right. you have to be caught on film doing something so egregious although he has no. already i guess no yeah uh, <laughs> no 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 the 10 examples he would of have that he's to already done <laughs> oh, right, right that he's done yeah. i think he would have to like become a democrat murder, <laughs> no Demo- he would have to become a democrat oh that's true <laughs> that's the only way the only way well um speaking of donnie and here's I, I should have had a trigger warning at the beginning of this segment to say like we may unfortunately like mention that fucking guy's name because it's bananas here let me can i tell you the thing uh, i want to talk about the facebook banning thing but before I do that, I just want to say Florida 
uh, also last week passed a nut, like a round of really like fun voter suppression laws. And one of them is making it really hard to vote by mail. And here's the really hilarious thing about that. In 2016 and 2018, the people who were voting absentee were Republicans by a large margin. Democrats weren't really voting absentee. Voting absentee in Florida favored Republicans. The only time it did not absolutely favor Republicans was during a pandemic when everyone wanted to vote by mail because of dying reasons. <laughs> but otherwise, Republicans love a nice absentee ballot. They're so into it. So here they are putting in more voter suppression tactics that'll actually shoot them in the foot because their own people love an absentee ballot. So it's just like, what is the strategy? Like the strategy is to like, you know, to, to make it possible for your own people to vote. And then make it, and then tie your your boat or whatever is that the expression to like an old dude who has who's who's not in office who's just a some guy living on a golf course, you know, and like what is the strategy? I guess Ophira, what's the strategy? I don't know. I like I like that it's all you know just just one step behind. That's what the strategy is. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. It's just sort of like, let's ignore, um, let's ignore anything from just this last thing and we'll act on that. I mean, it does, it, it feels very, um, it feels very desperate, right? It's like, so what happened? You think it's because of the mail-in? Okay, we got to stop that. What else happened? Okay, you know, like next year it's going to be like, well, it was uh, all the all the places that uh, got gave stickers. That's where the places that voted uh, non-Republicans. Well, next year we're getting rid of stickers. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right, right, right. But I, I really, no, yeah. uh, the voter suppression. Yeah, uh, Democrats like like drinking water, so no, no water. water for them in lines. Uh, but I do, I feel the most scared and the most passionate about um, these voter suppression things. They really scare me. They just seem, I mean, talk about unconstitutional and just so, uh, so transparent. Like, you know, as you, it's just so transparent. It's sort of like just looking at the numbers and being yeah. like, all right, how can we make sure the people can't, the people who didn't vote for us can't vote? That's just like, it's so just clear that that's what it is. It's like, come on, like right. dress it, it up a but little. It's also like, <laughs> Let's make sure that that even our own people can't yeah. vote. It's just like it, it's again, right. it's that step behind thing. It's so bizarre. So Todd, Facebook um, did had their own little mm -hmm. Supreme Court, and their little um, Fuscotus said <laughs> that. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the banning of Trump should stand like it, the, the banning of a Trump was appropriate. Um, so they upheld that decision because he had clearly broken Facebook's rules about praising violence. But they also said that they need to have like a real that Facebook needs to have a real policy in place and more transparency, which they don't. Um, and they were basically like, you know, take six months, figure out what the fuck you're doing and then come up with like a real policy. Uh, what do you think of um, of Donnie and Facebook and the F Fuscotus uh, I decision? like Fuscotus, by the way. I don't know if you came up with that, but that's that's <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> yes, um, I did right here, right now. I'm I mean, I think smart. if he's doing truly dangerous, saying truly dangerous, objectively dangerous things, then it's fine to ban him. But I also I kind of like people I don't like to be able to talk. Does that make sense? <laughs> and expose themselves? Well, yeah, I mean, and, like, I give them like, a forum like, even like when I hear about like Ann Coulter going to a place and people on a college boo her, like, yeah. I'd rather hear her speak than hear them booed. But <laughs> even if I totally get why they're being booed, like if I 
if I'm showing up to the auditorium, I kind of want to hear what's said. And I feel like Todd is like, give assholes a platform. I'm a First Amendment absolutist. Well, I'd shut down the conversation. Um, but I, I think that I think that, you know, I think that they're not going to let him get away with saying things that are truly dangerous, it seems, based on this decision. But the the funny the, the one of the people who was on the board is the former Danish prime minister. Um, I don't need to say his name. You guys already know who it is. Helle Tornig. Oh, one of my faves. Um, you said that. Yeah, wrong. yeah, he's I'm the joking. best. I don't know how it's. <laughs> <laughs> it's Helle. <laughs> um, but he he said that like the company, you know, the fact that the company failed to have a specific pen- penalty for what he did in the first place was quote a bit lazy, <laughs> which I thought was really hilarious for like a former prime minister. Uh, to say um but the the board said that the company should generally you know that's what i is sort of i feel like was a little bit of a no duh should apply its rules equally no matter if it's a president or an average citizen which like i'm into that equality um and then but he also they they also acknowledge that celebrities and politicians can do outsized harm so they should actually not only apply their lo- rules equally but like maybe quick i agree with that because like a celebrity my or a friend politician. Uh, Dave Hill, I don't know if you know him, got banned from Twitter for making yeah, for making your mama show, jokes, your mother jokes to Republicans, and they permanently banned him for that. <laughs> like just silly fifth grade. <laughs> I don't know if he wants wow. me revealing this, but he did have a YouTube video where he's trying to get back on. But uh, so I don't think it's a yeah. secret. Wow. Like, and, and he hasn't been unbanned. No, no. He remains I, know, I mean, banned. I know other people of um, Brendan Walsh got banned because he pretended to be yeah. Donald Trump Jr. for a little bit just in his screen name. But so yeah. they're very severe about certain people, <laughs> but like the president saying actually right. dangerous things. Comedians. Like, hey, we have to let this uh, we have to let this be out there. Yeah, because but, you know, um, not to throw this extreme information by you, but, you know, a month ago I became an American citizen. And as I was studying for my civics exam, oh there is I feel violated. there is this question. <laughs> what is the rule of law? And you know what the rule of law is? Everyone is subject to the law. Nobody is above the law. Politicians aren't above the law. Celebrities are not above the law. Lawmakers are not above the law. Everyone is subjected to the same laws. And I feel like this applies. It's like, no, same for everyone. Same for everyone. By the way, Ophira, when you asked that question, I started sweating like I was being quizzed. And I was like, I don't I don't actually know that. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, my God. Oh, that's that's what I'm telling you right um, now. That's the rule of it's law. Because like, it, it's like a it's like a trick it, question. They're all trick questions. You know? They're all trick questions. <laughs> but it is. But it's like the I most obvious. I've been talking to you all these years not knowing you're not an American citizen. That's true. You're from Canada? It's true. It just happened. Yeah. Okay. Welcome. Yeah. Todd, Thanks. they they walk amongst no, us. That's right. We walk know? amongst you undetected. Sometimes you never know. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, folks, uh, let me know what you think about the Fuscotus decision. <laughs> now I'm just going to keep that's saying so it because uh, Todd said he liked it once. Um, and, uh, you know, also let me know about what is the strat. Am I missing the strategy? I want to understand the strategy. And I know out there there are some people that have actually written me who were once conservative and are now like, moderate or liberal and they've like and they listen to the show maybe you have some insight i i mean i don't think like kevin mccarthy listens to this show not but yet if you do this is the episode this is to the life hacker minority, podcast, minority leader <laughs> <laughs> i mean you know to be fair uh, i don't know if anyone has sent a letter recently but uh 
it doesn't feel like it will get there 100 percent. so i do see it from that <laughs> angle <laughs> well folks let me know what you think um write a handwritten letter to me uh and what we're gonna take a quick break and when we come back we're gonna talk about celebrities and mayoral races oh finally <laughs> This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by AuraFrames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an AuraFrame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these AuraFrames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an AuraFrame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little a person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. HeadGum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HeadGum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Today's show is sponsored by Pros. This is kind of, I feel like, you know, I'm on some sort of Lord of the Rings journey trying to figure out skincare. And I feel like this customized skincare line is really got my name on it. Basically, every bottle of Pro's custom hair care and skincare, I tried the skincare just recently, is made to order and it's personalized. It's got a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs, like specifically you. And then the way they do it is you take this great, like in-depth quiz, basically. They analyze over 80 factors for a complete view of your life, your beauty goals, Um, Like I have oily skin that's also dry, which is just a fun little conundrum. I live in New York City. Like we've got these four seasons. My my face gets weird during seasonal shifts. Um, I all of these things I got to kind of talk about in like in answering the questions. Um, the other fun thing was they asked us at the end, like, do you like a creamy type of moisturizer or like a less creamy kind? And I was kind of like, mm, I think like less creamy. And they were like, that's fine. Like you can do that, but we think for your skin type, creamier is better. And I never knew that. So I love that there's so much kind of personal information that goes into creating this. I got my stuff in the mail very quickly after I got a wonderful serum. Like I said, this very creamy moisturizer. Um, And this also very just delectably creamy cleanser that just kind of feel like I, I think it's possible that I've been washing my face with just like 
harsh harshness for like many years because when I saw this cleanser I was like oh is this what it's supposed to feel like it's supposed to feel like a little bit of a delight on my face that's not what I've been doing so I don't know guys and here's the thing you don't have to take my word for it in a third-party double-blind dermatologist supervised controlled clinical study um, which is like the gold standard for research studies pros prove that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives which just sort of totally makes sense on a just logical level if you think about it just it makes common sense pros are so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering my listeners an exclusive trial offer so you can see the difference custom care can make 50 percent of your first subscription order at pros.com slash fake the nation um will be taken off that's pros.com slash fake the nation you get your free consultation and 50 percent off your one-of-a-kind formulas uh again that's pros.com slash fake the nation go and get your just super personalized luxurious skincare products and hair care products that's what i'm gonna try next so pros.com slash fake the nation back and we're ready for topic number two okay so um let's uh talk about the new york mayoral election for a minute but then we'll broaden the conversation um but before even all of that i just want to explain that this is going to be a rank choice voting election now uh todd and ophira do you want me to explain what rank choice voting is yes i know what it is do you want to explain it todd yeah explain I think I did. Oh, now oh, uh, yeah, on the let's, spot. Let's see it. Maybe let's we should it. have. Okay. Um, <laughs> you can instead of it helps you if you really if you're hesitant to vote for someone because you think they're not going to win, they could still you could still vote for them as your number one choice and know that your second choice will be honored. Something like that. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's not bad. I mean, it's not. It's the not whole good. Picture, but <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> it's not. Let's as have good. new American. Uh, I don't know. I, this is. This will be honestly the very first election I will vote in in America. Oh, this is the. This is. I'm so excited for you. This is going to be the best. It's so fucking fun. Here's the deal. What happens in a ranked choice voting, and by the way, this is happening in a lot of primaries around the country, so, like, listen up, all of y'all. Voters rank their candidates in, orders of, in order of preference. Like, so, like Todd was saying, you might have a first choice. Let's say she's Elizabeth Warren or something, and you're like, if Elizabeth doesn't win, then, I'll, you know, number two is Bernie or whoever, right? So you rank them that way. By the way, if there are candidates on the ballot that you do not like— you do not have to rank them. So if there are like seven candidates and you only rank want to rank four, that's totally fine. Um, and then out of everyone, their number one choices get voted on. And then the 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 uh, uh, the, the election people count those votes. And if one of those candidates gets more than 50 percent, that's going to be our primary winner. But. If they don't get 50%, which is more than likely they will not get 50%, it goes to the second round of choices. And then you do, do, they eliminate, sorry, in that first round, they eliminate the worst performing candidate, and then it's a smaller pool. And then they dole out the votes of, of everyone's second ranked choice, right? And they go on and on like that until that one candidate actually has 50% of the vote, okay? At least 50% of the vote. Um, by the way, um, the, and here's the thing, like you were saying, Todd, if you don't, if you feel like you're like someone, but they they might not make it or whatever, 
like in 2020, more than 4.5 million ballots in the Democratic primary and the presidential primary were for withdrawn candidates. This would not happen here mm. because candidates don't have to withdraw. They're all just like running on this process. You know what I'm saying? So um, let's talk about the New York, the mayoral, right? So it's really exciting. You should be excited. This is the best way. I like it. Yeah, I'm so, so into you, it. Okay, so you never have to worry about like, yeah. oh, I'm just throwing my vote away. Because exactly, yes, okay. exactly, okay. exactly. Because how many times in your life have you loved someone and then you're like, but I know they're not going right, to get so it. So what's the point? So I should vote for this. So you're like gaming your own vote and figuring out whatever. Mm-hmm, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? That has happened. That happened to so many people in 2020, and we don't need we don't need to live like that. No. Do you um, think you'll be able to come up with five though? I don't think I'm, I think I'm going to be using maybe two. Well, I I think <laughs> I mean I think I have a, a, I think wait do you are you are you willing to disclose here on Fake the Nation who those people are? Um, you don't have to. You know what I do? This is the way I vote. I as, <laughs> if you haven't caught on yet, I'm not. I'm smart, but I'm not that smart. And so I kind of. <laughs> I've always find, said like, that about you. Everyone's got the person they know is like really into politics. I just kind of go. Uh, make me a little cheat sheet. <laughs> right. Give, give me a table. I'll give me a table. <laughs> but I heard um, M- Morales. I, f- I forgot her first yeah. name. Is, yeah, is, Diane. Is good. Diane Morales. Diane Morales. So I, th- I think she's my number one choice, even though I honestly don't know one thing about her, except okay. I know this dude who said she's really good. <laughs> she's an anti-poverty organizer and a non-profit executive. Yeah, yeah, she does sound good, yeah. Okay. I knew something, I guess. <laughs> um, well, I'll just let Andrew Yang, Scott Stringer, Eric Adams, Maya Wiley, Diane Morales, Sean Donovan, um, uh, Catherine Garcia. Uh, fuck, I'm missing that one, the, the one who's named Ray something. Um, but he's, I, again, <laughs> I don't think he's going to make it very far. It doesn't matter. Point is... Um, Email me if you want to know. I, I, I don't know. Here's the deal. By the way, Scott Stringer has a, a sexual assault allegation. So he was sort of like in the top three of polling. But that's sort of that might be over for him. Oh, oh I thought you were going to say that put him right up to the top. Right. <laughs> Here's the one. Oh, sorry. Ray McGuire. Thank you, Julia. Ray McGuire. Um, I, OK, so here's, by the way, Catherine Garcia may be in my top four. Uh, she's a f- former sanitation commissioner who did like a ton of shit as sanitation commissioner and then coincidentally wow. um, just won the endorsement of the New York Times. And um, she just has a lot of experience, in- experience managing shit. Like a ton. Catherine Garcia. I mean, that's got to be a tough job. I mean... Welcome to my top five, Catherine Garcia. But email me if you want to know who who I'm ranking or thinking about ranking or whatever. Uh, I know most of our listeners are not in New York City, so I won't spend too much time talking about it. But I do want to ask you guys about the candidacy of Andrew Yang. That has made national and international news because Andrew Yang ran for president. And um, he... He popular. He became popular because he was re- always talking about a you know universal basic income, um, giving a thousand dollars to everyone, and uh, it's funny because I think a lot of people started thinking that he came up with that idea. But just to be clear, he did not. Many 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 political scientists before him came up with that idea, um, but he pop he did sort of popularize it on the national scale. Uh, what do you think of a guy like that who doesn't have a tremendous amount of let's just say experience? in running an organization as large as New York City um, and who also, I'll just go ahead and note, left New York City during the pandemic. 
What do you think of the, of of someone like that sort of sweeping in with their celebrity uh, and running? When I heard that he was running, I I know everyone said this, but I had no idea he was from New York City. Exactly the same. I was like, what? <laughs> like, and I, I and I honestly was like, wow, this guy wants power. He'll do anything. He'll. That's it, 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 it came off as like a little like gross to you. Well, I was like, oh, he's just entering contests wherever he can. he's doing a wet t-shirt contest he's doing a mayoral contest the photo ops he does are very like they're just too in your face like look i'm on the a train train. (laughs) this guy's the real deal just like you he's like just walking around with a camera crew like here just here i'll sit on this bench kind of near this homeless guy there you go got it (laughs) well here's the thing okay so you guys also know that Dwayne The Rock Johnson Mm -hmm. is flirting Mm -hmm. with a presidential bid and that Matthew McConaughey is theoretically flirting with a gubernatorial bid in Texas and that a recent poll showed that Matthew McConaughey could actually win a gubernatorial race in Texas. By the way, what is McConaughey? Is he a Democrat? Is he a Republican? Is he a Green Party candidate? What, who, what is he? What does he think? <laughs> what is he? But besides true detective, what are his experiences like that are relevant to uh, to government? Well, he did a Doritos ad. So I think yeah, he, I, I know he has uh, he has money to campaign. <laughs> And he has, by the way, folks, I just want to point out just it, not for nothing, a chiseled jawline. Oh, he's so that which which feels gubernatorial to me just on its you own. You know, may I say a couple of years ago, we went with um, Ask Me Another to Texas and we did a road show there and he was our guest and I was live on stage with him staring into his eyes and it was uh, I got lost and a couple times. I'm just going to say I got yeah, lost. No. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him once at the uh, the. Uh, British Airways lounge at Heathrow. But I left him <laughs> you didn't come up to him and go, uh, I'm popular comedian. Wait, wait, let me he's guess. sitting there like he's sitting on the couch with these big sunglasses. Like, all right, that's interesting. Wait, so Todd, him- was he, yes. po- was he pouring over spreadsheets uh, with like city and state budget lines on them? I did. I mean, I, I, I think it was either that or a variety. He was reading. <laughs> similar, similar. But, uh, I just don't want I mean, he'd be a good spe- he'd be a good speaker. I don't know if he'd actually be a good. Yeah, and I think like you know he he knows in some ways whatever. I don't know Matthew McConaughey, but when just from talking to from twenty minutes in person, this is my all I have to say about like how I know this person. He knows who he is. He knew how to play to that crowd. I'll tell you that much. Exactly, he nailed it. Uh, so there is something there. But I am so sick of. The idea of, uh, I assume with a lot of these actors that becoming a successful actor was their plan A. Okay? Right. And so (laughs) I hate the idea of like civil service and running for government and leading a nation is like, I fell back on that. (laughs) Like, I don't want. (laughs) I'll become governor as a good. Yeah, right, exactly. It was either that or, you know, yoga teacher. It feels like. This like Which, this like bored thing, right? Yeah, like that. It's like, oh, I should have another chapter. Like, what could I do that could like really get my parents to notice me? You know yeah. what I mean, because the Oscar nomination didn't do it. Right. It's like, okay, I had people adore me on this level. How about as me? 
Right. <laughs> do you think it's like when Stormy Daniels became a comedian? Like, it's like come no, on, no, we really all know, Todd. Way. Anyone could do comedy. We all know that. <laughs> if anything, anything I mean, is being proved to I us ever, over and over. It is half the world's Wait, New but, Year's resolution. Um, Howard Stern came out this week and said about Johnson and McConaughey that, um, you know, that they're what they're fooling themselves because the moment that you come out as a like, human being with your own ideas, like and you have to take a position on like abortion right. and like the Clean Water Act and like all of that stuff. Right. Um, that you suddenly realize, oh, you know, like he was saying, Stern said, oops, suddenly people don't like the rock. Like once the rocks take the rock takes a position. Position, suddenly the most one of the most beloved actors, which I think is why Tom Hanks very wisely stays out of this. I mean, he's like, no, I'm the most beloved man on earth. Like, I'm going to keep that status. I'm going to keep it by never doing that shit. Like how el- I mean, it's it's a lose lose situation. I mean, does McConaughey really want people to show up at, you know, on the campaign trail with him and just be yelling out from the crowd like, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Because that's that's what's going to happen. You know, it's like there's a lot of blurred lines between these things, you know. Yeah. I mean, here's here's something that The New York Times said, and I wonder what you think of it. Um, They said in that endorsement of of again, uh, I don't mean to like overly (laughs) mention Catherine Garcia here as a mayoral candidate, but why not just mention her name one more time? Catherine Garcia, who won the New York Times endorsement Uh, in that endorsement, they wrote Mr. Yang offers the sharpest focus in the race on the important role the mayor will play in luring people back to the city as the pandemic ends. Other candidates have focused on those who never left. Today's New York, however, requires leadership that will will prioritize both. So they were pointing out one positive thing about Yang. It basically Todd, it's like those subway photos you're talking about, right? Like, I'm Andrew Yang. I'm super positive and I'm on the A train. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, is there something about celebrity that could help in a post pandemic scenario? Uh, I mean, if, the, if just people's fawning nature over celebrity, I don't even consider him a celebrity, though. I mean, I guess he is, but I. I don't even know what he does. What does he do for a living? <laughs> like, what did he do before? I know he doesn't he, wear a tie. He, but, run, uh, he runs for stuff. Yeah, he runs he's for stuff. He's basically, okay. he's a candidate. He's like, he's like a reality yeah. television show guy. I don't, but I don't consider guy. him like a McConaughey. So. <laughs> no, he's not. He's a definitely a weird one. I mean, he one. is a celebrity, but... But he has a little bit of like, I think in all of these cases, a little bit of a carpetbaggery type situation where it's like you weren't really in the mix and now you're suddenly in the mix and you don't necessarily have. The thing about being New York City mayor, I don't think, I don't know what, you know, if this was like this in, in Canada, Ophira, like, did you guys know the name of the New York City mayor? Because growing up no. in California, I knew the name of the New York City mayor. I remember as like a six-year-old or something seeing, you know, uh, Ed Koch or whoever it was on TV and being like, oh, the New York City mayor. Like, it's like kind of the third most popular you know, position in America. I, is that a crazy Yeah, statement? I mean, I don't know if I knew it. Uh, you know, I got, I, so I left, did, when I, I, I certainly knew some of them. I certainly knew some of the mayors because of events that happened in New York that made world news. And so you would right. definitely see that person speak about them. And so you became very familiar with um, some of their names. And of course, like Giuliani back in his days certainly made an impact on, on Canadian news. Like there, there was many, 
um, right. a, lo- a log Koch made his own. I remember that name for very different specific reasons, but it actually didn't even all come together in my mind until I moved he- here. And then I was like, oh, because sometimes, and this Mayors. could just be me, yeah. it's like New York news and American news, the way it's just, it just comes out on another country's news is put together very quickly. <laughs> and so, right, 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 right. right. I, think, I do think people view New York differently because like even if you go overseas and you say from you're from america people might be like Ugh. oh totally you from, you're from new york they're like totally Ooh, sexy yeah, yeah. city <laughs> they're like oh i love shopping there there's an old yeah there's an allure to new york city i think you get a pass <laughs> right right are, right i mean and it is also a massive city that is yeah i think uh, it is diverse uh, so they're like oh they you're go, not terrible Ooh, felicity <laughs> <laughs> do they say that when you're from this you just I said, ooh, Felicity, um, which is like the less cited. Uh, but OK, so my, so I think um, where we're all landing is um, don't vote for celebrities. Is that where we're sort of just landing? I'll vote for anyone who gets rid of the honking and fixes the intersections so you can cross the street. Oh, there it so is. So I would vote for... Uh, for, for, uh, for for example, for Cat for Catherine Garcia, Katie for Perry. Example. I would vote for Katy Perry as the mayor. <laughs> if she I mean, I feel the same ways about the subway system and uh, you know fixing between the construction and the corruption and the fares. If someone really led with some transportation stuff, I would be like, all right, I'll, you got me. I'm going to listen some more. Um, again, just just <laughs> just glance at Catherine Garcia. All right, let us move on. Just uh, to, I'm not saying yes, I'm endorsing. I'm not saying. Just the, oh, actually, I, <laughs> as listeners might know this, but I have formally endorsed Justin Krebs for city council in Brooklyn's 39th district. So if you're in that district, which is like Parks, Park Slope and Gowanus and um, uh, Carroll Gardens. Anyways, if you're in that district, look up Justin Krebs. Uh, he's fantastic. All right, let us move on to topic number three. Um, topic number three is just a grab bag of some cultural Ooh. stuff. Uh, and I'm just going to, yeah, I'm going to throw this out and see what you guys think. Twitter is going to let you uh, tip people for tips. They're going to add a tip jar feature. Um, right now, it's kind of in the testing mode. Uh, what do you think? Are you going to be twi- tipping? I almost said twipping any te- teeters. Are you going to be tipping any tweeters? This is my worst fear, by the uh. way. This is my worst fear. <laughs> Todd, are you doing it? I, I mean, I, I I've thought about whether I would have the tip jar. I mean, now it's too t- if it's too easy to get a tip jar, I might just go here's a tip jar. But I do feel a little. I if I think if I could make it funny enough where it wasn't like, hey, I really would love it if you sent me two dollars. Um, <laughs> just sound. I know. Wait. So, Ophira, could, why is this your worst nightmare? Because so because I always you know it's. It's when you throw the money thing into it, like Twitter already has a lot of problems, right? Right. Uh, For people, people feel uh, like, you know, just with trolls and anger and, you know, potentially misinformation and and incitement of violence, all kinds of things. And and also popularity, you know, that we've all thrown around the thing like, well, that person's Twitter famous, for example. That's something you say. You go, they're Twitter famous. Oh, are they good on stage? Are they good in this? No, 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 they're Twitter famous. Or maybe that's a nice thing to say, depending. But then when you add the thing that you could get rich the american dream you could get rich by being uh by uh, through twitter i feel like that is you know 
evil. <laughs> With great responsibility <laughs> comes evil. Because I feel like it's not going to end up being rewarding to, you know, someone Me, saying yeah. funny things or someone saying, or even like needing money. It is going to reward the hate and mm. the the it's going to end the people that are the or most provocative. Or the stuff that's like so like so jokey or like sort of so nothing nothing e. But you know I, mean, I mean that would be like, fine. It, maybe Honestly, it's not even hateful. It'll just be like. Hey guys, I'm right here. Come on. <laughs> right. If, if you're telling me like someone who is like, oh, my t- in my Twitter feed, I just post duh, different versions of duh every day. And that's how stupid it is. And I get people are giving me five dollars every day or whatever. Uh, I, I honestly don't think there's going to be a lot of tipping. Going really? Because oh. I feel like people I fe- feel like people are on Twitter, love free shit. They steal movies. <laughs> they steal their music. <laughs> Spotify. I don't think they'd be like, hey, that was a great tweet. Here's $10. Well, but like, again, like, if it, they haven't paid for a movie, they've bit torrented everything. I, oh, I do think like if it was like, hey, that's a great tweet. What a what a uh, interesting observation. Wow. I can't be there at your show, but I'm so interested in your project. Here's somebody. All of this stuff feels fine. I just don't think that right. is what Twitter is at all. It's weird. What I think, I mean, I think that's like, what's weird. So I'm on Patreon, right? Which is already this thing where you're supposed to sort of like, you know, where you have patrons and you give them uh, additional output every month of either your podcast or your jokes, your videos or whatever it is, right? And um, by the way, I'm really grateful to the people who have joined my Patreon. Thanks, guys. Um, But I think it's, what's what's kind of happening now is that there's like, so many different ways of like it's almost like how there's too many streaming services yeah. and like you're overloaded <laughs> I, I don't know there's now there's so many I almost wish there's a thing where you could be like I'm gonna like I'm gonna spend $40 a month on supporting people I love and then it'll, it'll just be like by percentages so it's like you add everyone's name to a thing and then it gets divided automatically by I don't know I'm just saying it's like I just I'm like there's so many things and now Twitter is adding like a thing yeah or something yeah I just there is a weird thing too where I just go and I know Twitter is basically international although you know the Twitter I'm on is primarily in the English language and I feel like I'm following and talking to people that are mostly honestly in North America some some people that are in Uh, other parts of the world but I just feel like this is another thing of like nobody's gonna help you you're never gonna get health care there is no support system (laughs) so you better start trading money amongst each other it's like reinforcing the gig economy as opposed to like creating any kind of social safety net that would be more meaningful for people's and I've said it before I wonder if it's gonna be like um like uber when uber added tipping because it used to be like the great thing about uber you just get out of that car no. Wait, I did mean, I did now, Wait. obviously, but... Yeah. Did they... Re- oh, no. Did they, they didn't remove tips. There was a time right? where the word was you don't have to tip on Uber. It was right. included. Right. Yeah. Option. It was included. Right, right, quote right, unquote. right. And then it right. became like, now you got to tip. Yeah. I mean, but, uh, you know, I've said before about GoFundMe, because GoFundMe, uh, primarily, I feel like it's to help people with medical costs. Uh, and I was like, yeah. you know, and people get there. A lot of the times they, thankfully, have so many people that are uh, wanting to help that they are able to get a procedure paid for surgery or whatever there is. I'm like, if yeah, you don't think yeah. on some level that is socialized healthcare, like we just created <laughs> right, it ourselves, right. but it's happening. Right, right. It's so sad. Okay. <laughs> so uh, let us move on to another uh, cultural moment in our grab bag, which is that in 2020, 
filler procedures declined by 11%. Botox was down by 13%. And breast implants by 33%. But there was uh, a 22% increase in butt implants. Yep. Folks. Why? Uh, bl- are you I are you surprised that there was an increase in butt implants in 2020? I figured it out. Is that because people were yes, sitting exactly, more? Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. There were more cushion. More cu- butt zoom That's cushion. Totally. Right. Because if I'm going to watch 12 hours of Netflix, I'm going to need to be a little more comfortable. Right. It's like boob implants. You don't have to even put them into your screen. It's really just shoulders up. Botox. You just fiddle with that uh, little uh, lever in your zoom to make yourself look better. So what do you need? <laughs> How do butt implants work? Do they? Is it like a silicone type thing? They just there's. I mean, apparently there's a couple of different butt implant types. One of them is like f- fat grafting, and then another one is the silicone. But I mean, what's weird is like I, I'm just surprised that I would have thought. And by the way, I feel like I've heard anecdotally. My, one of my mom's friends is a plastic surgeon who said that her once she reopened the office, it was just like. She was overwhelmed by people wanting to do stuff to their face because all they do is see each other, see themselves on Zoom, right? Yeah. Um, Same thing. So I went to my her- dentist this week and they were like, do you want teeth whitening? And I was like, oh, should I get teeth whitening? And they're like, oh, just everybody wants that right now because they've stared at their teeth. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. I, by the way, I hide view when I'm in meetings, which I think is I'm the only one in America who does that. that I hide self view. So I don't actually... So that I don't fucking fixate on myself because I will just criticize my own face. It, it, there'll be an internal monologue of me doing that. But I was just shocked because no, I'm I'm unless you're doing like a nice butt flash mid meeting, like no one's really out there checking out butts. Like it's I mean it's just it happened less in 2020. But butt checking out. You know what, Nagin, you have Ophira, a good point. You yes, you have a good point yeah. because the problem with Thank statistics, you. as we know, is we know nothing about these people. We know nothing about this right. 22% or it was 22% right. up. Is that what you said? So we know nothing about them. Yeah. Are they all in butt related professions? I don't know. Right, right, right. Have Are you they seen right, anyone in, you... in, in butt forward professions? <laughs> That's right. I don't know. Yeah. Have you seen anyone you think has a butt transplant uh, or whatever? Wait, have you? Okay, guys, have you been to, I think it's called the Beverly Hills Cannon or the Beverly Cannon or something garden in Beverly Hills. Do you know what I'm talking about? I'm, a, I'm always at my agent's <laughs> office. I can't get okay. You're right. I'm, I'm either on set well, the, and. <laughs> <laughs> well, the only reason Unless I know we're about filming this. there. Are we the filming there? Because then I'll go there. The only reason I know about this one garden is because it is near one of my agent's offices, which feels nice. So nice. Oh, gross. Gross. nice. I know. I hate myself. I hate myself. They're you should really hate yourself though, for saying one of my agents. That's what you <laughs> <laughs> I do hate myself. Um, no, but I'm sorry, folks. I'm in the business and I have agents and they have offices close to this garden. So I've hung out there like killing time between meetings and stuff. And uh, I had never re- like seen a butt implant up close, but I sat there for an hour one day and it was a parade of gorgeous women who would turn around and they were skinny as fuck and then they would turn around and they would have the biggest fucking ass and i was like there is no human way that that's not a butt implant it has to be a butt implant and it was crazy because i was like 
you're gorgeous. Like, you're gorgeous. And this, this effect only works like when you then turn around dramatically and do the reveal. But like, I don't know, you can sort of get by on just being a hot lady. Like you don't need the butt implant. Like it's, you know, I love I that know. people get a butt. I love that people get a butt implant and they head straight to a garden. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> right. What's next? The library? What else this. is on your itinerary today? <laughs> well, there was like a, there's like a coffee shop at this. It's like a courtyard garden where you can see and be seen on your way to your agent's office. Oh, is basically right. what I got, what I gather right. from this right. uh, garden. Wow. But I mean, but folks, anyone who's in the LA area, go to this one garden. You'll see about a, a lot of butt implants, and let me know what you think of them. Also. Did you get a butt implant? <laughs> Hit me up. I'm sure you will. And I want to know why. Can we um, know why? Can you like post why? Yeah. I want to know because, why. Well, I think, you know, because I've, I know people who have gotten like breast implants and, and I've really been able to like get on board when they talk about it as like the, the, the feeling they have and the, you know, the less than feeling and all of that stuff. And I've, I've been like, okay, I totally get it. You know, um, it's just, it's just butt implants are, I think in a Zoom moment that we're having i've just don't i don't i i I need a little bit more explanation on the butt implanters yeah Uh, um but i support them you know what i mean i support um all right folks that is the end of the show uh what i really want is for the people of fake the nation to be able to follow you and all the stuff that you do todd where do they do that um just my name at twitter instagram uh TikTok verified account on TikTok. Not a lot of Okay. And uh, and there's a Facebook fan page, quote unquote fan page. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but t- Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, or and Toddberry.com. I have tour dates coming up, so check tour them out. Tour dates coming up. The pan- This is another sign of the waning pandemic. Uh, Ophira, where do people find you? You can find me at Ophira. E on Twitter or Instagram. And I do have a website, which is my full name, OphiraEisenberg.com. I even added a few dates of my own. It was weird. I was like, oh, I used to do this. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Data entry. Hmm. Definitely, definitely see Ophira and Todd in action. You will not be sorry. And as for me, folks, you know that I'm doing um, an hour uh, on on June 8th at Caveat. Nagin Prasad presents uh, an evening of comedy from her mouth hole. You can get tickets. Um, The link is on my Twitter, on my Facebook, on my Instagram. Uh, it's not on my TikTok yet because I forgot, but it will be. Um, so please get tickets to that show um, and check out all the COVID protocols that are in place to make it a, sh- a safe show. Um, and I also have a new column out in the Progressive Magazine about the glories of in-person shopping and in-person everything. So check out my uh, my column. And then um, finally, I would like to thank all of the people who make this show a possibility. That's the wonderful producer, Julia Lynn, and the talented sound engineer, Stephanie Aguilar, and all the wonderful people at HeadGum. The theme music was written by Gabby Alter. Please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts because it helps people find the show and uh, join the Patreon for bonus content and so much more at uh, patreon.com slash Nagin Farsad. We'll be back in your earballs with a fresh new episode next week. That was a HeadGum Podcast.